With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie, and the Matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days. So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone. The prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy. So you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hey, uh, how y'all doing? This is Brother Phil Armstrong. I'd like to welcome y'all to the Prophecy Zone. I'm your host, and I'll be with you for the next two hours. The first hour, uh, we'll have Christina Week, and we'll be talking about Bible prophecy, the book of Revelations, and current events, particularly Syria, and the chances of U.S. intervention. And in the second hour, we will have Susan Puzio, uh, and she would join us to talk about the church. And, of course, there's a lot to talk, always a lot to talk about in the church, even if it's uh, ridiculous. Most of the time it is. Uh, but um, we are going to quickly play a couple of um, uh, files for y'all, a couple of audio files. And the first one is, Ron Paul, and I'm kind of debating on should I play play the Ron Paul one because it uh, it's four minutes long. But I wanted to talk about uh, the already plans to take over the Middle East by the West, particularly secret societies. And uh, back in the day when when, uh, the Illuminati began to be powerful back in the 1700s and 1800s, especially in the United States, and they noticed that the United States was a a good piece of territory to to take over by secrecy. And um, Albert Pike was one of their minions. And uh, he had uh, wrote a plan that will involve three world wars. 
And um, his plan ties into what we see today happening right now. But um, Wesley Clark, I want to play that one first, and then uh, I think this um, Christine. Uh, I should always get their area code before they come on. Um, and if that's you, Christine, and you have access to Facebook, hit you Facebook me and let me know that you. Uh, Wesley Clark's um, audio, I'm going to play that right now. And, he, and he's going to, this is way before I think even 9-11. But I'm going to play that and I'll be right back. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the Joint Staff who used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me in. He said, sir, you got to... Come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, "Well, you're too busy." He said, "No, no." He says, "We've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq." This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, "We're going to war with Iraq. Why?" He said, "I don't know." <laughs> he said, "I guess they don't know what else to do." So uh, I said, "Well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al Qaeda?" He said. No, no. He says there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just... He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense Office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. So go through the countries again? Well, starting with Iraq, then Syria and Lebanon, then Libya, then Somalia and Sudan, and then back to Iran. Now, it doesn't of course, come in that order because I think Libya was taken out already somewhat. And he should throw Egypt in there also because some of, some of these countries are being by stealth or uh, they're being brought down by what is called uh, the back door. And um, in order to build a new world order, you have to take over countries, and you already have to have a, a control over these countries. And uh, the average American citizen and the average Canadian, the average uh, Argentina, and the average this and that, they don't believe in secret societies, even though John F. Kennedy talked about it, talked about it, even if Eisenhower talked about it. And, hey, even if George come right in your face and say this well, this this war is only but for a new world order. And they, they don't believe it. I mean, we come out the movie theater believing we're Iron Man, but we don't believe that there were weapons of mass destruction until we find out actually there were weapons of mass destruction in the world. War was completely vain. Um, don't let me get on my soapbox though. I'm gonna play one more person, one more individual, and it's gonna last for four four minutes. So please bear with me, and then I'm bring on my guest. Uh, let me find that uh, Ron Paul, Ron Paul, Ron Paul. Okay, here we go. Fields of it, oh, and whether President Obama ends up sending troops or just some well-placed tomahawks 
The president is in a very tough place now. He has already warned Syria that if he ever got proof it used chemical weapons on its people, well, there would be hell to pay, even if we can't pay for that hell. To Ron Paul, who says, truth is, consequences cost, so quit offering ultimatums we can't pay for, even if we did have the money to pay for them. The congressman and former presidential candidate joins us right now. Congressman, you would just say, don't even get involved at all. Let them, the Syrians, do whatever they want? Oh, yeah, pretty much that's that way, because uh, it's not our business. Our national security isn't threatened. And uh, it smells a little bit like uh, the argument of going into Iraq, you know, weapons of mass destruction, poisons, gases, all that. And, you know, he drew a line in the sand or whatever he called it, a red line. But uh, for him to worry about going over that line, I don't know where the evidence is. No, they don't have evidence. I think he overstated in the first place. And he shouldn't be in a dilemma. He should just stay out of it. What if they did have unequivocal evidence, Congressman? In other words, more than the former President Bush on weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, um, that, that we did have unequivocal proof. Actually, that was the wrong file because I thought that was uh, Ron Paul when he spoke in front of Congress. And I actually thought I had that file on here. And I think that file only lasted for like one minute. So that's why I was kind of iffy if that was the actual file but that was i was kind of glad that wasn't the actual file um so uh they they they're saying that there's a possibility that there is weapons of mass destruction which we know it is and 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 i could have told just a while back i bet you i can pull up one of my old shows and tell you that syria was going to be accused just like iraq of having weapons of mass destruction and using it I'm going to take a, a, a break, and I'm not trying to be mean or nothing, but the devil always shows up when I have a show, and nobody knocks on the door and ring the doorbell until then. I'll be right back. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name. Okay, that was the devil at the door. Actually, it was a seven-year-old, so I wouldn't call him so much the devil. But um, time always works um, when you're having fun. Uh so let's look at one more thing. And okay, so I don't have my schedule down here, but we're gonna have a whole bunch of people come on the prophecies on that already gave me a thumbs up. Um, the guy that just had that commercial right there, John McTurney. I meant to call him today and see if if he can come on in September or late September, but uh, I'm still gotta call him tomorrow sometimes. And um, I'm trying to get other guests on that um, 
that are a different mix. Uh, not all the same type of people, but it's hard. I call this show the Prophecy Zone for a reason, but I've never tried to make it unusual because uh, I didn't feel like listening to critics. In other words, if I have a show based off the Nephilim, that doesn't mean I believe in it. Um, if I have a show based off of robotic technology and then the next week about the Middle East and the next week about ghosts, which does not exist. And you'll play ghosts, you'll play a show on the paranormal, paranormal, and then people accuse you of believing it. Now, I do believe that when people die, they're dead as a doorknob, unless rigor mortis sets in. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But they're dead as a doorknob. My my one of my individuals in my family, I won't point anybody out, ask someone in my family, does ghosts is do people die? Do people you believe that people walk around after they're dead? And I'm like, they're dead as a doorknob. What else how else you want me to tell you? And the same person will claim to be a Christian. So my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because people don't pick up the Bible and read it. And the Bible says for Christians to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. It says for everybody that is created, uh, it's appointed for a man to die once, not 57 times, and on the 57th time he's a fly. It's appointed for a man to die once and then the judgment. So there, I said it. So I'm going to read one more thing before we come on, and it's um, Isaiah 17. It says, The burden of Damascus, behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be in riverless heap. So that's verse 1. I'm not going to go on. But um, the city of Aurora, I think you pronounce it that way, was another city uh, in uh, Syria that will be taken out. Unless that's in the past, and I just don't know what I'm talking about. No, it's joking. But uh, at the end of the chapter, it says the nations rush in like a, a like a rushing of many waters, but God shall rebuke them. And the nations that are rushing in could be Isaiah 17. Um, the devil has appeared again. I'll be right back, and when I get back, we're going to bring on our guests. I'll be back. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gifts of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Zone on Vox Talk Radio. All right, that's a real quick commercial. When I say the devil has appeared, I mean, I don't mean my kids are devils or the next door neighbors are devils. I just mean every time I do a show, folks, I'm not exaggerating. I am not exaggerating. If I sit here, and and it could be anybody from my wife to the kids to a phone call ringing to my mom calling to the dogs barking. I had this dog bark in the backyard, and this dog barks like this. And he, I swear, the whole show he barked. And God blessed me to have my focus put back on the show. And y'all got to just please forgive me because I am not used to, and pretty soon I'm going to have to just ignore everything. 
And if you guys won't even know if somebody's at the door, but just let me get it off my chest right now because I I think and you know you're doing something that's important because you start to get things that you wasn't getting before you started the show. So it's almost like a countdown: three, two, one, and then everything starts to happen. But um, uh, Chris, are you there? I am here. Thank you, Phil. I'm sorry to not even. Uh, Chris is the author of the book Explain This um, You've been on this show before And I'm so glad to have you back I'm sorry I didn't have you back before Oh um, not a problem I always appreciate yeah. joining you and your your show You have an excellent show And uh, I appreciate the opportunity you've given me Oh thank you And I appreciate you coming on And I was um, I made a, a, a Commitment to figure out if I can have the concentration to read a book a week. And I'm not the type of person, so if it's like a year from here and I get really good at reading real fast, um, but I want to get your book. I still haven't got a chance to. I mean, I got Joel Richardson's book here. I'm going to have him on the show in about two weeks, and I'm going to have you back on the show to go over your book and um, completely. And... Um, uh, I got um, Frank Damore book I got to read, and it's just like, wow, really? But, but um, I, I will make sure I read it when I order it. I can get a hard copy. I don't I don't know if I, I, I told you in the email I, I wanted to get a hard copy. I don't know if I actually emailed you in the right place or what, but I wanted to get a hard copy. Yeah, but anyway. Just email me your address, and I will ship one off to you. All right, thank you. Now, um, well, let let's. Um, you've been following the news. Oh, my goodness! I I am probably glad that I am not able to have cable by me. I live out in the hicks and <laughs> in the yeah. world, and if I was able to have cable, <laughs> I don't think I would get anything done. I just. Oh, yeah. I, I've been catching it on the top of the hour. Um, I caught it now with nightly news at six thirty. And I'm yeah. on Eastern Standard Time, so um, yeah, I, I, I am just riveted as, at the edge of my seat as we can pull the pages of God's Word and just point and say, "Look, people, this is it." Amen. Yes, yes. Eventually, uh, someone, some generation, some individual people will be able to look and say, "This is it." Um, and, and it and it comes to a point of saying, you know, look up for your redemption draws near, and yes. there are there are signs that say that we're here. So, um, you you are able to follow it on your computer. Yes, I do uh, quite a bit. You got to understand um, too the media, um, and if you watch just regular TV, like just which I only have, although I don't even have time to watch TV, but. A lot of the news outlets really are not carrying the Middle East at all. Wow. Um, they carry, you know, like the nightly news did about a five-minute segment, and then it went to the forest fires, and, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I think more of them were more into what Miley Cyrus did on her show mm-hmm. the other night yes. with her yep. uh, stunning performance. I, <laughs> I think more people are interested in that. That garbage yep. that she spewed out. I know, right? <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I mean, I still haven't even seen a picture of it. No, it's, you don't want to either. That little cute girl that we always knew as Hannah Montana has grown up to be 
in my words, uh, the, the, the whore of Hollywood. Oh it's, wow! It's the new, it's the new Lady Gaga extreme. Um, it, oh, it was wow. so, it was so belligerently sexual. It was, even the audience was was embarrassed. If that, wow. if you can put a Hollywood audience embarrassed, that tells you how yeah. bad it was. Yeah, that tells yeah, you how it, bad it was. It, it was horrible. Wow, wow! That's how far I. Um, our population has went because we go out, we follow after the leaders and leaders of Hollywood. Those are the idols that we, our kids follow at least. And I hope our kids have enough sense not to, you know, look at that and think it's something uh, of value because it's not. (laughs) Right. And I do believe that, that the devil kind of creates a, um, an alternate news event where the world yeah. will tend to follow that and take yeah. the focus off what is really happening and what Christians really ought to be looking at. And you yeah. can see that play out this week as the media just gives a few minutes to the Syrian crisis and then they get into all the other stuff that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I don't know if there's, I don't know if something's playing in the back of yours or it stops. It just stops. Okay. So, yeah, so it says uh, Middle East, including Israel, on a high alert after Obama fails to uh, last-ditch bid for Syrian deal with Iran. Right. Um, We know that the focus of end-time prophecy will return back to the Middle East. Um, and I, 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 I myself, I have a, you know, a belief that, um, and, and that's fine and nobody else believe it, but I believe that the Antichrist will be the next leader or the second to the next leader of Syria. That's just my belief. And I also mm-hmm. think that the, the Mediterranean Union will pay, play the part of the end time empire for, uh, and I have various reasons why uh, I believe that. And you seem to differ from that, and that's fine. I don't, you know, if by now you know I don't really, you know, I just sort hey, of respect that. Hey, let's just put them out else. there and just, yeah. I always say, it's just a, a, everything will pan out. Yeah, everybody, everything will pan out, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think uh, just paying attention to what's mm-hmm. going on is the most important part. Whether or not we agree is besides the point. Just, yeah. Just being a watchman and watch what's yeah. going on. We will all see the one event. We will all see it and be in agreement as it happens. Yeah, yeah as it as it happens. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, what what do you what do you think is next? Okay. Well, we can kind of follow this right in Isaiah as it as it goes on. And I did something about this about a year ago. Once this whole Syrian thing started busting open. Um, we know that the prophecy in Isaiah 17 has not been fulfilled because Damascus is the oldest inhabited city of the world, mm-hmm. and it's never been a heap of ruins. There's yep. been, of course, attacks by the you know the the different empires that have arisen, but mm-hmm. the city of Damascus in itself is basically as I mean the old streets or some of the old original ones. Yep. And it has not been a heap of ruins. So we now know that this is a very good possibility that, I mean, and it's amazing, too, how this, how the Syrian government has not allowed any video coverage during this whole process. 
Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to get little clips of it from you can look at the background of some of these people as they're taking pictures of these chemical effects on, on people, and you can see the background. Man, the, the, these it's becoming a heap of ruins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I yeah. tell you what, if the United States and its coalition does attack, it, it it's going to be done in one day. And I, I believe yeah. that's in Jeremiah 49, where in yeah. one night or in one day the city will be in ruins. And we have the capability of doing that um, along with the other, you know, partners that are coming in with us. Yeah. And it looks like it could be happening this week. But I yeah. think if you follow Isaiah 17, there's a couple of things that I want to point out, if you allow me to, because I, mm-hmm. I think it it really kind of pays attention here to how the Word of God is actually worded. Yeah. And if you go into Isaiah 17 at verse 6, mm-hmm. it says here that Damascus and Israel, notice how Israel is coupled in with this. They're drawn in, and you know you can see that already. They're drawn in, even though they don't want any part of it. They don't have a choice. But it says that they're stripped of people, except for the poor who remain. And I struggled with that because I'm thinking if there is a chemical weapon or a nuclear weapon that's used, the poor are not exempt. They're going to be nailed like the rest of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Because uh, nuclear weapons and chemical weapons is not a respecter of persons. So it doesn't matter. But here it says that there's a few that remain. And in verse 6 it says, a few of her people will be left, just as a few stray olives are are left on the trees and when the harvest is ended, and two or three in the highest branches. Mm -hmm. And I had to sit and think for a moment. And I, I realized something. I says, when you evacuate an area, I I noticed this when the storms hit the East Coast. When you evacuate, who are the ones that get left behind? They're the poor. And you think, why do the poor get left behind? It's because they don't have a means of getting out. Mm -hmm. They don't have a car. They don't have a ticket for the bus. They don't have an option of getting a plane ticket. They are usually the ones left behind because they don't have the means of getting out. And I'm thinking, are we going to see here with the capability now of Assad, and one of, um, I wrote it down here from a news article from yesterday, that uh, Syria deputy, the information minister, said, and this was his words, that Syria would use, strategic weapons against Israel, but they would not specify what the weapon was. And if they tend to use a chemical weapon and the threat of that, wouldn't you say that Israel would evacuate as quickly as possible and then the poor get left behind? Yeah. So I'm looking at the possibility that Syria, and Syria has already been evacuating. I mean, there was another 70,000 evacuees that left this week, um, that left over the past couple of days. Uh And we are going to see Israel also start a mass evacuation where that it says here 
that their largest cities will be deserted as distant wooded hills and mountaintops become the abandoned cities. Mm. Deserted. And and that's in verse 9. And I thought, you know, I don't think we're actually going to see a chemical weapon against Israel. We might, maybe just a little one. But it's going to be the threat of it that's going to make Israel flee. Yeah. And that, of course, is coming, I believe is coming, because I do believe that Assad will not go down quietly. Yeah. I I do not uh, believe he is capable of it. Oh, no, he's not going to go down. He's not going to go down. He has the mindset, and the devil has such a hold on him that he has the mindset where he will take as many down with him, and if that includes Israel, so be it. Yeah. Well, he he has the backing, somewhat backing of the Russian leader and the Chinese. That's so interesting because that ties into Gog and Magog. Yes, ma'am. And it does in Ezekiel. And if you go into Ezekiel 38, it talks there about how the Israelites go back to their abandoned cities. Mm hmm. Yep. Wow, you can see how that follows right after the destruction of Damascus. we got to have the destruction of Damascus first, and then we will see how Russia will play a, a part into bringing everybody now against Israel. Yes. So, yeah. And, oh, my goodness, it's like you can see it playing out right in your hands here, exactly well, the way the Bible foretold, foretold yeah. it. Yes, ma'am. But you don't, you, you don't see... Um, the countries that uh, are mentioned in Psalms 83. Now, for me, I I sometimes look at Psalms 83 as a as a poem like writing, but at the same time, when you read it, it seems like a conflict. And I don't know if it happens during or Isaiah 17 happens during that conflict. But I notice that the countries that are mentioned aren't, aren't any more mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39. But with that said, there's a Rudder's, uh, uh article or newspaper um, article, which goes, Israel says, we'll respond with force to any attack from Syria. Now, you said small. You said small. Well, that's any attack. Now we already know we already know that they already shot some things over in into Israel and yeah. we already know that Israel is the most patient country I've <laughs> ever seen on the history of the world. I, I mean, tell you what, I don't think we would be as patient if Mexico oh was gosh. doing this to us. Oh heck no. We wouldn't no. be close. And I believe that's the hand of God using yeah. restraint. Um, because he knows that there's going to come a day where they will let loose. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, yep. the other nations foresee that as a sign of weakness as well. Although it is really not. It is a sign it's of a strength. It's a sign of strength. Yeah. And I think if Israel ever did let loose, oh my goodness, Lord, heaven help us with the rest yeah. of the world. I tell you. Well, the, well, the book of Proverbs talks about a person who trains his anger or controls his anger. Is is greater than a person who controls a city, and I and I use that for my life, yeah. Because when I get angry at work or at home or wherever, I I that scripture comes right back to me. So Israel has been able to maintain restraint, great restraint. Sometimes I just shake my head, 
And, you know, I'm one of those people that want Jesus Christ to come back real quick, you know, throughout my time. So I get kind of angry with him. You're holding us up, you know, Israel. But it turns out God is actually, it's at his time clock, and it is in his timing. And God has perfect timing. And um, it says that whatever time Christ comes back for his church and whenever time he comes back secretly, uh, actually in front of everybody, and says every eye will see him, the timing was exactly the way he would probably show us in the millennium. Say, see, this is what happened. But you guys weren't going to figure it out anyway. So there. <laughs> so we're going to take a break, and um, we'll be right back with um, – with more from Christina Week. We'll be right back. Now, be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now, from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future in the rapture of the church, the concentration camps of the enemy, your host, once again... Bill Armstrong. Welcome back to the zone, the prophecy zone. Christina on today, 
Um, next time I have her on, that would have been the first part of the show, and I would have had to play the theme song again and say, welcome back for part two of Christina Week, and we're going to be talking about this or that. Same thing with um, Susan Puzio will come along, and I'll break the shows up into four shows and play them on YouTube, play them on WWCR or wherever. I had one of the guys call me from WWCR, and he actually called for me. And it tight it called for me to come back to do some shows, which I was I know it was God because um the way it happened and the way God was speaking to me um prior to and the guy was like, Get off your butt you know, and, and he made it so I couldn't even go to school this semester because he, he, he knew that he would be able to show me that, hey, you do this, you know, you do it at least sixty five percent of your time then I'll, you know, make it work. But I'm not, this is not a money thing. Uh, so if you ever see advertisers on my um, website, it's just to pay the website cost. And it's just to get myself out there to preach the gospel because, you know, I'm not out in it for, you won't see me with a Rolls Royce in a mansion. You just see me with a website that actually works. So, so, um, God has put me in here for a reason, and everybody's here for a reason. And um, I believe that everybody should be sharing the word at at their work, job, or with their family, and um, or with their friends. You know, why why have talk on the phone with your sister for two or three hours and not mention God? Um, doesn't make any sense. But you know, but God, I'm I'm glad to have Christina on. Let's continue on because. Um, we 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 we're having a good time here talking about Bible prophecy. Um, so the the country of Egypt um, seems to be in an uproar, and it doesn't seem like uh, Mosey was the fit for this cool um, leader that they were talking about. And I was there nineteen. I was reading it just before I came on, and uh, I, I noticed that Egypt. Is not mentioned in the book of Ezekiel channel, um, channel <laughs> chapter thirty eight and thirty nine, and they are mentioned mostly in Psalms eighty three. Um, right. What's your What's your take on that? Well, here's my struggle with Psalm eighty three, and there are some people that I guess have a better better understanding of it. I must admit, the Psalm eighty three has eluded me. Um, I've looked at it and looked at it and. I just, I guess what stung me here is they mentioned the land of Moab. Um, yeah. And, and if you actually kind of look at some of the prophecies concerning Moab, once Moab is destroyed, it does not rise again. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there was another one, too, that was mentioned in, in, in uh, excuse me, Psalm 83. Like, like you said, it, it's almost like, oh, is it a poem? Is it a prophecy? Is it something yeah. that we have already had happen? Are we mm-hmm. talking the Babylonian or the Persian, the media Persian Empire conquering these nations? And, and of course, you know that David wrote the Psalms, and the Babylonian Empire was something that conquered after David. So we we know that that could be already fulfilled, and that's what I struggle, and I will not hold myself to that statement. If it happens again, we will see it. Yeah. But someone did point it out to me, and I will agree with this. 
if you look at the Psalm 83 countries or the nations, and if you interpret all the old language into the newer areas of today, that is like the inner circle around Israel. It is the immediate inner circle that immediately surrounds Israel. And then you look at Ezekiel 38 and 39. To me, it's the outer circle. It's Russia. It's Africa. It's it's you know the the bigger circle, yeah. so that involves more of the outside world, while the Psalm eighty three involves that Middle East cluster, uh-huh. and, and that I can agree with, and and yeah, I you know I can agree and with. so and so if you question me on Psalm eighty three, I have to be honest. I, the good Lord has eluded me on that one. Yeah. I just I just don't see it as clearly as I do Ezekiel or Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaiah 17. But it does mention in Isaiah 19, I believe it's Isaiah 19, where the prophecy concerning Egypt, and it does say that Egypt will return to the Lord. Yeah. And now that I don't believe has happened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That they actually will set up an altar to the Lord God on their border. Yeah. Now, will the Catholic Christians in Egypt have something to do with this? Yeah. That's another interesting thing that I'm keeping my eye on. Yeah. Yeah, that is something to ponder on. Is, there is um, a very strong Christian influence in Egypt. I mean, yes. you know, I mean, you see how the Muslim Brotherhood ended up destroying what 52 some churches? Yeah. You know, during these last couple of weeks? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they there is a strong presence there. Yeah. I had a show, I don't know if it's two years ago, and I was talking about how uh, Isaiah 17 would work out, and I, I was saying the exact same thing about um, Psalms 83 and, I, and Ezekiel 38 and 39, and that Psalms 83 was an inner ring and, and Ezekiel 38 was an outer ring. And that's that's why I think it might make sense. Uh, because I'm asking the question in this book of Ezekiel 38 and 39, what happened to Syria? Why yeah, is in Egypt? Syria why, is not mentioned. Why, yeah, why is in Egypt there? Yeah, Egypt is not mentioned. You now know, Saudi Arabia is mentioned because they're making a protest. Yeah. But um, you know, Lebanon is not mentioned. Um, the Palestinians are not mentioned. Well, that so, like I said, this is all still off in the future, somewhat yet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep. And um, so what? what is your take on the state of this country uh, relevance to, um, I, I mean, I, I work with kids every day. Um, and I work with kids from 14 to 18. I think the oldest one is 18. And I used to work with kids at Job Corps, and I used to work with kids, of course, in the military Army. And uh, I don't go around judging anybody, but I do say that they're a lot different from when I was growing up and how the kids were back then. Now, we had our share of kids who, you know, was morally um, depraved. They didn't have morals. But um, you had a fewer, and now today you have kids that will look right in your face and lie to you. Yep. And look at, and the breakdown the, of the family. Yeah, the breakdown of the family. And um, it goes on to say, and uh, I think it's 
Second Second Timothy three, and it gives a description of the last days generation. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's a. It's a I would have to look up Second Timothy three. Second Timothy, I'm looking that up right now. I just passed it. Uh, Second Timothy, <coughs> excuse me. Second Timothy three, and also in, I, I, I think I'll read. Um, Second, First Timothy four, right quick. It says, "Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the lighter days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils." Now the seducing spirits kind of remind me of these kids I saw at the park yesterday, and you had this you had this six year old with vampire teeth on chasing another little girl was probably was seven or eight. And the guy, the, the the I guess it was their cousin who was taking care of watching him, he's like 17 years old, and he's talking to me, and I decided to witness to him. And I witnessed to him by talking about, you know, because he had said something about, well, Egypt had different gods, and, you know, and, and we, you know, they serve different gods, and I don't have any problem with that. And I asked him, say, I told him, I said, if 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 your dad had a house and some other man come in there and try to take it over, what you think he would do? He would probably get mad. Well, what do you think God would do if you know some other religion tried to? You know, you know, he understood what I was saying because he kept he kept following me after that. It was like he was hungry. He just kept following me like a puppy, and I was like, you know, I didn't really down what he was saying. I just said it with love, and. um you know, so the kids, the, these little kid girls were running around like vampires. And I just shook my head like, wow. <laughs> and what kind of movies did they see yeah. that brought about that kind of behavior? Yeah. And if you look at the Twilight series, this is uh-huh. definitely a cult of the underworld. Yes, it emerging. is. And uh, I... I, I think if you even look at the way the whole zombie creation is going, mm-hmm. um, the, the the Walking Dead, um, this is all a underworld, a almost a movement towards that dark side as entertainment, and yeah. we've human nature always is interested in the dark side. I mean, uh-huh. remember when we were kids, the ghost stories around the, the campfire, you know, it yeah. was always like, oh, you know, you always want to listen to that, you know, and it's that gravitation towards the evil that's our human nature. But that's the part where we tend to fall into the trap where we now consider it okay. It, yeah. it becomes tolerated and accepted. And and I feel very strongly that not only is the Christian family moving that way, as we get away from the Bible as our study, we go into other things as our study, and the devil knows that and is very clever. And I think he oh, uses yeah. the music of today's youth to do that. Yeah. Um, and I explain this to a lot of teenagers. I says, when I was a teenager, um, and I'm almost 50, so I said, when I was a teenager, we had subliminal messages in our music concerning sex. I mean, in 1970s, Rod Stewart, Tonight's the Night, was banned off the radio because wow. of that sexual sublimination. Did he say it? Did he not? Yes, he did. No, he didn't. 
to the point <laughs> where now we do know that's what he said. Yeah. But, and I tell kids, I says, now look at your music today. I says, the sexual content is not even hidden. Look at what Miley Cyrus did on the stage. She actually groped the groin of one of the men that was standing by her. And she actually groped her own groin. Um, and I says, this is something that it is now in your face. It is no longer hidden. And teenagers with sex, everything goes, whether it's homosexualism, bisexualism, or premarital sex. Everything goes. And I says, the devil got that agenda complete in one generation. And I says, now you are seeing the targeting of the cult. Now you're seeing the worship of Satan and the Illuminati itself. And I says, it's subliminal now. You don't, some of the music is in your face, but it's just subliminal, just a little bit, just a little uh-huh. bit. And I says, pretty soon it's going to be a matter of time before it is in your face, full-blown Satan worship, and nobody cares. Yeah, well, that's what I saw in Revelation chapter 13, is I never could understand, you know, at the time when I first started doing Bible prophecy back in 94, is I never could understand how the population can worship Satan. Right. And then I started to see the the, the um, entertainers, the, the you know Rihanna and you know and Jay Z and all these guys come off some do with our wilt, you know Alistair yeah. Crowley or whatever. And right. then I start to see, wow, you know, there's a possibility that we can actually go for blown devil worship, Satan worship. Yeah. And they call good evil and evil good. And they I call. Think, um, one of the well, something your audience may not know of, and I would like them to to just Google this on the internet: the Monster Energy Drink, that letter yep. M that you see on the Monster cans. Mm-hmm. If you look closely at that, there's a message. Um, yep. If you look at the claw marks, the claw marks that make that letter M are actually separated; they're not connected into one letter M. And if you go into the Hebrew alphabet of the letter Vav, the letter Vav has got that short top and a long tail. It actually is the number six in Hebrew. Yeah, I heard that before. You have on the can of the monster drink the 666 in Hebrew with the letter M. But what a lot of people do not catch is in the word monster, the letter O has a cross in it. Hmm. You can see it. There's a little cross. Right in the letter O. <laughs> See, now you have to look at that tonight. I said, well, wait a minute here. Why is there a cross on the can when this has nothing to do with a Christian group? They use the F word on the can, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, let's look at it this way. If that cross stands for Antichrist and that letter M is 666, and then you put on their logo, which is Unleash the Beast, I said, wake up, people. You've got the devil advertising your 666 right on that monster can. Yeah. And how wow. many people have got a T-shirt, a bumper sticker, or something with that letter M? And yeah. they have no clue what the message is. Yeah, I know, right? And the thing is, is a lot of people are into tattoos. And, and, yeah. and yeah. you know, especially the kids that I work with, they're especially intrigued by tattoos. They asked me because I got one on my arms when I before I became saved. Yeah. And I think one was when I 
backslid you know for a while I was just left God but um and I mentioned I tell them that you know that marking your body is something that God told us not to do mm-hmm. and um Absolutely. one thing that yeah one thing that they're uh, accepting is to mark your body and um in in that time when the mark of the beast comes to fruition it's probably going to be something that we have no idea that it's going to be i mean we know it was going to be you know up an implant or whatever uh, if if that's the technology they use but we we it's, uh, we think it's far more deeper than that it's almost a, a initiation into the devil's kingdom right and we have already desensitized ourselves to the whole idea of tattoos like I said, I'm almost 50, and if I would have had a tattoo on my arm when I turned 18, my dad would have removed it himself. <laughs> now, Grandma's got one. Mm-hmm. You know, the the movement towards the acceptance of tattoos has to begin very slowly in order. The devil has started many years ago to get this mm-hmm. whole desensitizing in place. So yeah. when an actual mark comes on someone's hand or forehead, It'll be no big deal. Slap one on, yeah. you already got five of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. You can and, see uh, how the, the devil knows created. He knows yeah. that we are created with that boil frog theology where, mm-hmm. you know, if you turn on, if you throw a frog in a pan of bo- a pan of boiling water, he's going to jump out. It's too yeah. hot. Get me out of here. But uh-huh. if you put him in a pan of cold water and turn on the burners, he will cook because yeah. he's not realizing that it's getting hotter and hotter until it's too late. And yeah. the devil knows that we are created that way, that the desensitizing yeah. is a form of brainwashing, manipulation. And what better way than to start back in the 70s by removing the Bible out of public school so the kids wouldn't read of what not to do. You know, mm-hmm. and now we prov- now we have a second generation here of kids who are having kids that have no intent on reading the Bible whatsoever, and that's where the ignorance is not your excuse. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why the Word of God. To, yeah, it starts back to putting your kids in church every Sunday and getting the Word of God out with them every day. Yep. It's important because they got to know it. Well, it, it's it's really important because the knowledge of God and the you know the, Jesus talked to the lady at the well and said you must worship God in spirit and in truth, and you know that really hits home because without reading the Bible there is no truth, and if you don't have if the Spirit's trying to tell you something if you if you if you're not having that word sown in your mind. He can't work with. I mean, he can work with something that you already heard, but but it becomes you become open game as time goes on. If you don't have, you know, we're not reading the Word of God on a daily basis. You know, we have to read that Word on a daily basis, and 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 not just read it, but study it. And and that's I think what the Apostle Paul made so clear: quit being babies. Quit drinking yeah. the milk. You need to start eating meat. Yeah. And you're never going to grow if you stay on the milk. Mm-hmm. And how, And that, you, I think you asked a question earlier, the United States, where is it headed? Uh, I, I, it's the church. 
it's yeah. the church. We're still feeding milk to the people in the church. We don't work with the book. If your church teaches on the book of Revelation, you are in the minority. Mm-hmm. Most churches right. will not teach prophecy. They will not teach the book of Revelation. They will not mention the word damnation or hell from the pulpit anymore mm-hmm. because people don't want to hear that. They want to hear the other, the good sermons. They want to hear the good news. They want to hear the good, 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 which is excellent. However, you've got to have a balance. And the book of Revelation, and I was told this from a large church that I was attending about five years ago when I wanted to bring in a Bible study for the book of Revelation. And the lady, the, the, the activities coordinator in charge, told me directly, we don't want to go into the book of Revelation because it's not good community outreach. Wow. And I just looked at her and went, you got to be kidding me. She said, it's <laughs> too gloomy. Yeah. Wow. And I said, you bet. But I said, this is where you are going to have your head in the sand when it comes to the times, and you aren't going to know anything. And when yeah. the world comes to you looking for answers, you won't have one. Yeah. Because you yeah, don't need it. Yeah. And and you ask people about the book of Revelation. Oh, it's too confusing. Nah, never <laughs> read it. Nah, read it once, couldn't get it. You know, it's like, well, read it again. Get a Bible study. Learn it. I yeah. had to. We yeah. all had. All of us prophecy people had to start somewhere. It was right. handed to us. It was started somewhere with a hunger for it. Amen. Amen. Uh, you have to be hungry. You have to... You know, and it's the there. only book of the Bible where if you read it, you get a blessing. That's yep. <laughs> the only book of the Bible that says that. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, sister, for coming on the show. And, and I, I appreciate I, you so much for having me on, Phil. Yeah. I hope to look forward to the next segment. But you know what? I am really looking forward to what happens at the end of this week. It will yeah. be amazing. Amen. And for your your listeners, please, please get into the book of Isaiah tonight, Isaiah 17, and read it. Get different concordances out. Get, you know, get different versions. Just dig into it. Just chapter 17, and then relate that to Ezekiel 38 and see the connections. And what we are seeing today was written thousands of years ago. And we are seeing it in our lifetime as, as a gift that I would not want to be born any other time than right now. Yeah, I know. We, we're considered blessed. Uh, Chinese proverb, we live in interesting times. Oh, no that, kidding. That no we do. Kidding. That we do. All right, sister, thank you. I'll probably have you on pretty soon because I want to hear more about uh, yep, your course. I'm going to go through your book. Yep, okay. message me up. My book is called Explain This. You can get it off okay. my website, which is explainthis.us, or Amazon.com also carries it. Amen. And also, when you come on next time, I want to hear about your church and your... Uh, your yes, how yeah. the apostasy is already starting to happen in my own small Baptist church. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And now, yes, taking ma'am. a stand for the truth, well, you will be threatened with arrest. My church threatened to arrest me. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. It's been an amazing trip. But thank you. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Bye bye.
Okay, that was Christina Week, and we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to bring on our next guest, Susan Puzio. We will be right back. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go and let you listen to Joe Osteen for some reason. We'll be back. Phoenix, Arizona. Hello. Hello, Larry. You're the best. Thank and thank you, Joe, Joel, for your positive messages and your book. I'm wondering, though, um, why you sized up Larry's earlier question about how we get to heaven. Um, the Bible clearly tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light, and the only way to the Father is through him. That's not really a message of condemnation, but of truth. Yeah, I would agree with her. I believe that. So then That's that what Jew is not going to heaven. No, I, I, I mean, you can't. Well, no, here's my thing, Larry, is I can't judge somebody's heart. You know, I don't know. Only God can look at somebody's heart. And so, I don't know. I just, to me, it's not my business to say, you know, this one is or this one isn't. I'm just saying, here's what the Bible teaches, and I want to put my faith in, uh, you know, in Christ. And I, I just, I think it's wrong when we go around saying, you know, you're not going, you're not going, you're not going, because it's not exactly my way. I'm just, I'm but not going to be the God. you believe your way. I believe my way. I believe my way with all my heart. But For uh, someone who doesn't share it. Well, is wrong, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I mean. Well, I don't know if I look at it like that. I would, I would present my way, but I'm just going to let God be the judge of that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So you make no judgment on anyone. No, but I about atheists. No, I just, you know what? I let, I let someone. Let, I'm going to let God be the judge of who goes to heaven and hell. And I just, again, I present the truth, and I say it every week. You know, I believe it's a relationship with Jesus. But you know what? I'm not going to go around. Telling everybody else, if, if they don't want to believe that, that's going to be their choice. God's got to look at your own heart. God's got to look at your heart. And only God knows that. You believe there's a place called heaven? Okay, I just can't tell anybody how to get to heaven. I'm just doing, being a preacher, I'm just preaching the word. Uh, I really don't know. I'm uh, wasting time. Now. Be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future and the rapture of the church of the concentration camps of the enemy, your host once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to the zone, the prophecy zone. Hey, Susan, how you doing? Hey, Phil. 
Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that was somewhat pitiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard before and uh I was gonna get something else to play before you come on, but I I, I was kinda like puzzled because I, I really didn't uh hear any Benny Hinn news lately or I know Cruffalo Dollar said some tripped out stuff a couple of um um, weeks ago where he's talking about, you know, you can act, actually uh, sin and, and God will let you, you know, I mean, actually sin. I mean, practice sin and God will, God will let you continue doing it after, you know, you'll be good and then don't worry about it. And I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, that I can actually practice, continue to sin that grace may abound. You know, that's what God's here for. He wants you to uh, go ahead and sin and keep doing it, and then the world can't tell the difference between what you no. doing. No, that's, that's it. That's it. It's, 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 there's a line being drawn in the sand, yeah. and uh, we certainly uh, can see that, that the world can't tell the difference. <laughs> 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 They're having a hard time, know, uh, right? especially if you look at, what they call Christian TV, so-called. It's, oh, oh, that 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 is somewhat pitiful too. Yeah, oh. it, yeah if, it, if 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 that's the only Christianity that uh, people see, uh, for the most part, oh, it is pitiful. Yeah, and I I, I feel my heart goes out to uh, the boys that I work with because their 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 concept of Christianity is just it's just far fetched. I mean, it's, it's just way out there. And you know, I don't sit there and judge them. I just kind of shake my head and shake my head in my mind at least um, that they think that um, church is a place to go and and look at girls. You know, yeah. Come on, yeah. Phil. I want to go to church. I say, why you want to go to church? You know, come on, man. Let's go to church. I say, well, you want to go to church to learn about God, or you go you want to go to church to uh, look at the girls. And yeah. the thing is, is that you know, the church I go, you know, the church we go to, as the organization I work for, um, is called East Point, uh, and you know, he preaches the gospel, but it's not to a point where they can grasp hold of the, you know, message unless it's like Easter or Christmas where yeah, yeah. it tells you how the baby Jesus came, died on, you know, and then later on died yeah. on the cross for our sins. And, they, you know, they, they mostly talk about, uh, you know, how, you know, what, how to manage your money or, you know, how, how to live. Oh, yeah, how that's to live. really important for salvation. Yeah. yeah. So the kids, the, oh, the yeah, kids. Yeah. Yeah, the kids aren't going to catch it because no. they're there. Remember, they're there to look at the girls. Yeah. So there's many distractions, you know, in 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 the church today. Especially you got women going to church with their with half their stuff hanging out and oh yeah, tight like uh, the picture. Uh, yeah. Of, of uh, I put it in quotes. Pastor Paula White <laughs> bears all. Yeah. Uh, almost all. Uh, wow. That that to me was very shocking because yeah. if anyone wants to go on the internet and and uh, type in the search engine uh, Paula White at the Trumpet Awards 
2013. You'll see Paula. She's hanging out of her dress on all sides. Mm. Uh, and she claims that she's a pastor. So yeah. uh, I, that would really be a t- that that is such a terrible witness because now what do the young girls and the men at her church think after they see a picture of her exposing herself for the most part? Uh, well, well, they're they're already sheared with a hot iron, so they they're numb. They they're I mean, and that's the thing about a lot of the church is that people are mostly used to being like Chris was talking about the proverbial frog and the water. Um, you, and you introduce people with way you know different ways of doing things. The new remember we're in the 21st century and the church has to move into the 21st century. You know the church has to follow all the times. The you know forget the Bible just let's just change everything and then just live for the times. And that's exactly what's going on. People are adapting. You know they got rock concerts and and lattes and. You know, yeah. and, and the church is just out of control, man. Yeah, the big screen TV. Yeah. The pastor no longer stands there and preaches. Uh, no, no, he has to have a wide screen of himself. <laughs> so you're totally distracted. And then you have uh, everybody's got a different Bible, so nobody can follow along mm-hmm. uh, with what they're saying anyway. Well, sometimes and they don't even encourage to open the Bible. They don't even no, say open no, the Bible. No, no, because now they, they're using their laptop or their iPad or something. So yeah. they don't even carry a Bible. Yeah. Uh, you see it on uh, TV. You see most of these guys don't even have a Bible open. Mm. Yeah. So. so the wise thing is to have an open, you know, have your pen, have your, you know, highlighters and be ready to yeah we you know, used to do that yeah, yeah we used to do, I don't know if they do it anymore but no. when I when I used to go to churches uh, that's what we did we would highlight yeah. and take notes and uh, but now uh, yeah for the most part what kind of notes are you going to take if there's a, a light show going on <laughs> there yeah yeah. Uh, or a dance show. routine, or yeah. uh, it's like Christine said. Now, can you imagine you're going to a church and you've been going there, and the people know you, and then you're they're going to threaten to arrest you if you come back on the property? I know. Yeah, I mean that is insanity. <laughs> I had yeah, a friend, yeah. and uh, you know he he'd make a good guest for you too, Bear Frankson, <laughs> and he. He was actually sitting in his church with his wife, and they came up to him and told him that he he had to leave. Wow. And they escorted him out. They told him if he didn't leave, they were going to arrest him. Hmm. Now, he wasn't committing any crime. Yeah. Uh, there was no crime being committed. The same thing in Christine's case. She was committing no crime. She was just merely opposing sin. Yeah. And so now, yeah, if you speak out against sin or you have any kind of an opinion about yeah. anything, yeah, you're a troublemaker. So uh-huh. don't come back here. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you back here no more. Yeah, don't come back here anymore. <laughs> Take your light somewhere else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
take, take that Bible somewhere else. Don't come over here with that Bible and, and morality. Oh, God forbid. Oh, Don't man. come around here with any morality. And it's sad because we know that these individual churches and, and the denominations are going to make the transition over to the Antichrist church. And we know They're that. They're already doing it. Yeah, they already done it. We can be the gods. Oh, I want to, yeah. you know, I am a little god. I wish I had that, um, that, that, um, file, that audio file would actually play it. I was going to do, you know, what I was going to do is make a commercial of them saying, you know, like that show you did, you did a show on the ridiculous things that people, that these faith killers and yeah. people yeah. say. And yeah. I would love to borrow some bits and pieces. I'm going to go back to that show and I'm going to get some bits and pieces and yeah, make you a... Can do um, that. Yeah. yeah. You can and, even and use it, your sound recorder on your uh, computer. Oh yeah. Sometimes yeah. yeah, sometimes it doesn't come out real uh perfect, but it, it Oh, he'll it, do it. To... The guy that, that does my audio, he does, he'll do an excellent job on it. The one oh, that you know the, the intro yeah, if you yeah. have somebody doing it, yeah. Oh man, he'll do better. It. Yeah, I'll be like Steve Jobs. I'll just have other people do it. You know, I went to go see yeah, that well, movie. Yeah, there was a very intelligent man. I, yeah. uh, Steve Jobs had definitely had some smarts. It's too bad. Yeah, that's brilliant. He was a Buddhist. Yeah, I mean, yeah I don't exactly. Know what, I don't know what happened to him in the end, but yeah. there was a guy that was very intelligent. Yeah. But the Bible says, what does a prophet of man if he gains the exactly. whole world? Exactly. Oh, you know. Exactly. And, yeah, who knows where he wound up. I don't know what happened to him in the end. Only God knows, yeah. you know, what yeah where he was when he knew he he was absolutely dying but yeah uh, but there's there's a war at your bedside when you're dying you know there is a war to keep uh keep well you don't know for sure but i'm just saying there there's literally got to be somebody who can come and talk to you but if you resist that individual to come and talk to you like somebody say well i'm i'm in the hospital can i share the word of god with you and you say no and then you, what can the person do you know they can't do anything. Yeah, well, there's no, no, you can't do anything. But obviously, there's probably not too many people in this country anymore that have not heard the gospel. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. I would say that. Yeah. They they've heard it somewhere. Yeah, they heard it somewhere. They so heard maybe it somewhere. you never know that at the end of someone's life when they're on their deathbed, if they're if they're going to make peace with God and accept Jesus Christ and ask for forgiveness of their sins. You just don't know and you'll uh, be what's surprised. going to happen. Yeah. And that, you'll be surprised. That, in that sense, then I could say, but like Joel Osteen to say, oh, I don't know because only God knows people's hearts. Well, God's not know. looking at people's <laughs> hearts. He's looking at, he wants to know if you accepted his son because son, what did you do no man son? comes to the father except God through the me. son. Yeah, so, through the son. Uh, yeah, did you do what God said to do, or did you just do your own thing? Oh, but yeah. you have a good heart. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, gee. I, I <laughs> well, I, I, you know, it's funny how, you know, he took over for his dad and things like that. And then, uh, you know, how how does he get so far away from, you know, his dad? Yeah, now, when I was, John Osteen, uh, now he was a Baptist preacher, so he knew yeah. The gospel, yeah. and he he was a pretty good preacher at one time. Yeah, he he was because I used to look at and listen to him. Yeah. Um, 
And then when I first, when I was in Colorado and I started listening to Joe Osteen, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't saved anymore. I kind of walked away from God somewhat. And I was sitting there listening to Joe Osteen. And this is when I started to actually say, wow, this 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 guy is off. This guy is real off. He's like way up there in Pluto somewhere. Yeah, but and, he, 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 uh, I don't I don't know either what the big attraction is with him, but look at yeah. this tremendous success. He packs that place yeah. out every Sunday. Well, itching ears. Itching ears. They they wanted that's what they you would want to hear somebody say, You nice. I would want to hear you pretty. He just come over here and let yeah, me scrub you're just you. Wonderful, yeah. yeah, you're wonderful. God, God has a tremendous plan for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would like to hear that, you know. I mean, eventually, I, I'm not the type of person to want to hear. I want to hear the truth so it can, you know, set me free. Yeah, I'm and, not uh, interested. No, I don't listen yeah. to Joel Osteen. I, I don't like, I, I want to hear the gospel. Don't give me a watered-down version of the gospel just to make me feel good. Yeah. Because, uh I know I'm a sinner, and, and yeah. I know that without God, forget about it. I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where would we be without God and the yeah. Lord Jesus Christ and Him changing our lives? We would be nowhere. So yeah. we're nothing. It's like that scripture says: like, uh, why does God? Why is God even mindful of man? Why? Yeah. He's God. Yeah. Why does He have to pay any attention to us at all? He doesn't. I know. Yeah. And and the thing is, how why did why did he even come to restore us? I know. No, I'm telling you, it's a, it's amazing because we, who are we? Yeah, and, who are we? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like that you know. song that they that they sing. Uh, who are who are my that thou art mindful of me, yet you love me. Uh, that song, I am a friend of God. So yeah, why? I, you know, <laughs> the God of the universe, He cares about man, but He yeah. does. I mean, He really does. Yeah, uh, I know. That's a that's a blessing too. I mean, yeah, yeah, I can know that I can have eternal life, and uh, and I think the gospel is is the coolest message and the and the greatest thing that a human beings can oh, ever. Oh, it is. It yeah. is. Now, um, I got uh, uh, just gotta make a quick announcement. Um, I got um, uh, pa- uh, Pastor Dave from YouTube will be on the show on the fourth. Um, I haven't heard back from Mark Blitz yet, but um, and also um, uh, Robert Randall probably go co-host will be hopefully that um, same day. If not. Um, and then um, we'll we'll check out something else because Mark Blitz is going to come on on Rosh Hashanah, and we're going to talk about, um, you know, of course, uh, the signs and things that it spoke about in Luke 21. Um, and then on the 20, I don't have my calendar with me. On the 20, no, on the 18th, we're going to have Joe Richardson who was on uh, Susan's show. Oh yeah. And we're gonna have also one of your uh, persons that was on your show. Um, man, my brain is just gone. Um, uh, darn, man, I got I got a couple of things going through my mind because I'm talking. I'm trying to talk to somebody else. Hold on for a second. Um, 
Yeah, Joe Richardson, and then on the 14th, we're going to have um, Brother Marcus from YouTube also. He's going to be on the show. Um, we're going to be talking about um, Bible prophecy, of course. And yeah. then on the on Labor Day, we're going to have Brother Mike Parker. And, of course, he, he is full of information that uh, is very uh, a blessing. Um, Dave, Dave James will be on the show. On the right now, I'm going through my emails, and oh, I don't know. Good. I don't oh, know. Yeah, all he's the a blessing. Yeah. yeah, he's a really he's, wonderful He's going to be brother. on the show on the 14th, I think, with Brother Marcus. Yeah, 14th. Oh, good. And uh, and also, I'm trying to get a hold of Carol Matriciano, but um, uh, and also. Um, oh yeah, she's a good guest to have. Yeah, yeah, she's on your show too. I got a lot of catching up to you. <laughs> yeah. But. But uh, for I know the rest- I've had some great guests. I've, I, you know, the Lord's really been blessing the program. Amen. And uh, I thank God that uh, we have a mega church of sorts on Blog yeah. Talk Radio. Amen. Yes, it and is. And we don't have to compromise. Yeah. You know, we don't have to compromise. I don't have to sell anything, or uh, I don't have to ask for sea faith offerings. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't have to bribe people. Um, there's there's a good remnant. God has a people, and God has a, a church that won't bow the knee uh, to the this, these ridiculous uh, teachings that some people call the gospel. So yeah. it's good to see that God has a good strong church even though we don't see it so much in in the public eye because we're thank god for the internet though because we're here uh we're on the internet and um we're having an impact yeah. uh we're not we're not uh reaching millions as far as uh you know television of course on youtube uh you can reach millions yeah, and uh, I don't know how accurate the counts are on YouTube, but I've had a good uh, uh, outreach there. Very good yeah. outreach on Amen. YouTube. So we, yeah. God's got a people. Amen. And it's wonderful, you know, the people Amen. of God, the, the the true believers that love God. They love His Word. And we don't compromise. Amen. Amen. Uh, you you you're definitely right about that. That's the that, that's the main word. I saw that word somewhere on a book or something. I don't know if it was um, Daily Bread or something, but it's talking about compromise and compromising is 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 really sort of um, it happens where you're not even paying attention to it. Yeah. And um and the Bible talks about um you need to take care of your salvation. It says how can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? And yeah. I understand that. I understand that big time because um I was reading Psalms nineteen this morning, it's talking about your word is a lamp to my feet. And it was touched it was just that that, that whole Psalms one nineteen is a is a great, great promoter of God's word and it, it talks about his precepts 
and it talks about how we sh- how th- th- when I when I follow your precepts or your 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 um your um, testimonies, I my life is much better, which it is. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it, it talks about John in the first John talks and Jesus was the speaker. I mean, of course, it was John who was talking, but he says if you. If you keep my commandments, if you keep the Lord's commandments, truly you're his disciple. Or if you keep his commandments, now people think you're talking about the Ten Commandments, which technically, you know, Jesus' standards, you can't keep them. But yeah. you can you can look at the old you can look at the Old Testament Ten Commandments and actually say, what was Jesus asking us to do? Love your neighbor as yourself. So the Ten Commandments, you know, talked about, you know. You know, respect for parents, respect for other people. You know, you know, yeah. not covet your neighbor. And which ones? Which ones easier? I mean, none of them is easy. Because Jesus actually told you, He says, "Love your neighbor as yourself." Now, He He said that you're gonna, you know, He He never told you in the Bible, "Thou shall love that your thyself." He never said that. He just said he assumes, you know, <laughs> that you assume you're gonna love yourself. What do you yourself. mean you don't have any self-esteem? <laughs> Yeah. What is wrong with you, Phil? Oh, don't go there. Don't start talking about self-esteem, though. Joe Osteen might step in and have to correct yeah. you. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You have to have self-esteem. You've got to believe in yourself. God has yeah. put you on earth to show in the skies. <laughs> I'm like, man, thank you for telling me that. I can get right on that tomorrow. Oh, wow. I'm such a blessing to the world. (laughs) But you know, Susan, that's the real real mindset. That's the real mindset. It is. It is. The The pride of life. Yeah, the pride of life, yeah. Just because my name is Steve, and I'm not thinking about there's six billion plus people on the earth that... You're supposed to listen to me. And you're supposed to, you know, a wife say, you're supposed to listen to me. Why you can't? Or a husband like, you know, I got to go play with my toys, you know, and stuff. I mean, people are very prideful of life itself. And people strive off, you know, I'm me, and therefore you need to listen. And and we had a church, when I used to go to a church in town here, we were sitting down, and you know how they waiting for somebody to go, you know, the you know, somebody come up and do either, you know, collect money or whatever. Anyway, they did a skit. And then one person from one side of the church was would stand up and they would say real loud, me, you know, use the word me. Yeah. And then they're like, me, 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 me. And then this person goes up on the stage and the next person says, me, 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 me. You know, they go on the stage. And it was funny because they had a whole bunch of people from different walks of life on the stage saying, me, 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 me. And they did it the whole time until for something. And then they start preaching the gospel and stuff like that. And they said, you know, talking about how people, you know, like a girl, a 16-year-old talking to her mom and, you know, any kind of way. And, you know, you're supposed to do this for me. And it, it was it was a beautiful rendition of pride in the last days. That's that's yeah. the way, that's what I got out of it. And that's exactly what these preachers are teaching people. Creflo Dollar is like you you you, you know you 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 missed a Holy Ghost machine gun or whatever. Oh, that was um that was um who Benny Hinn Holy Ghost. Machine oh yeah, gun. that was Benny Hinn with the Holy Ghost machine gun. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, how are you going to tell your how how are you going to preach the gospel? 
when you're seeing stuff that the world would say. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but you, <laughs> the thing is, you see it. It's so prevalent because even uh, there was a dust-up uh, last week uh, among some uh, ministries. Uh, well, I guess you could call them discernment ministries or you know, people that uh, discuss um false teachings and false prophets in the church. But yeah. if anybody questions some of these people, if you happen to question something they're doing or even bring something up to them uh that might be a correction, they get all bent out of shape. They get uh they're upset. They they uh they come on the internet and they um cry because somebody's persecuting them. Oh, Wow, I mean that is tremendous persecution, isn't it? When someone's trying to correct, <laughs> trying to correct yeah. you, I'm like, why? Why are they acting like a bunch of babies? If we we have to be open that if somebody uh, uh, maybe doesn't like something we're doing, and okay, so if we are really doing something wrong, then maybe we should listen. Yeah, instead amen. of getting angry, but it, but it's one thing where maybe one of these false prophets is trying to take down your uh, radio program or take down your YouTube channel or suing you oh, yeah. for something. Yeah. You know, they will do that. They yeah, will they do will that. do that. They they yeah. will do that. But it's one thing if a brother and a sister in the Lord that has a similar ministry as you have, and then if they're saying okay. You know, this person, you need to beware of this person, uh, they're a false teacher. or And so instead of getting angry because somebody brought it up, you should say, okay, well, I'll check into it. You know, thanks for yeah. telling me. Yeah. But no, yeah. they're getting angry at the person, uh, especially uh, getting angry at women in ministry. Oh, no. And uh, calling, uh, someone was calling uh, women... Uh, discernment divas. I'm like, I what? What is a diva? I, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, they didn't have a conference on that, did they? <laughs> discernment divas. I'm like, divas. yeah, maybe they will. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm only, uh, I'm nobody. I'm just a voice. Amen. I'm just, I'm just a person with a Bible. Anybody could quote the Bible. That doesn't know, make right? anything special. So, <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't get the whole thing either. That women—they uh, were saying something about women shouldn't teach men. In other words, you can't quote a scripture to a man. Oh wow! No, you can't do that. No. <laughs> well, my my wife was telling me about um, one of the pastors was saying. You know, don't bring my wife nothing else. Don't bring her nothing that's, that's below Gucci. If you bring her something that's below Gucci, you, you better not come to the to her birthday ceremony. And it costs one hundred and twenty dollars a plate and stuff like that. <laughs> really? I mean, you really gonna? I mean, what that's pastor how, was that? Uh, he was in Texas. I'm gonna ask. I asked my wife. Um, I asked my wow. wife. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can play the CD. Was I don't that mess Hilliard? with. Hilliard. 
I don't know who it was, but I, I made a commitment after seeing some people like yourself and who are in other people's channels get took down. I say you can't do nothing to me, nah, 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 If I just do one show on it, so I had you on. Remember, I had you on the show, and we were just talking. And that that show, if I'd have kept that show up, Susan. That show, and it was like downstairs in my basement, and I taped it on this camera, and it just looked like I was down in the cellar somewhere. And it, that, <laughs> that, that, that tape got like 77,000 views. Wow. And um, I was pretty much surprised because by now, that was two years ago. No, oh. you know, no telling what that thing would have had. And then another one got 20, it was like 26,000 as soon as I put it up. Wow. And I, you know, I decided like my Chris Putnam got twenty eight thousand, but you know, and and I like to, you know, think that, you know, that especially the Chris Putnam one, it wasn't really, really time, God's timing, because he, you know, the message of the cross is the most important thing, and I'm, you know, and I and I understand that, but you know, people like to hear. And I noticed this. Even one of the one of the one, my cousin made this comment that people like to hear gossip, or they like to hear you know they like to hear things that make them feel better about themselves. Especially like when you have like um, what's the one uh, pastor, black pastor name who got caught with those boys. Um, oh, Eddie Long. Yeah, they like to hear about Eddie Long because they want to feel better better about themselves, and. I decided to say, you know what, I'm going to expose whoever I can expose, and I'm going to keep my foot moving so you can't catch me. And and, and and a lot of times they're taking people's channels down, and they say it's for copyright infringement, but it really ain't. It's no, about it's the not. No, it's not. It's about the message. It has nothing to yeah. do with copyright infringement. Uh, yeah. they're, they lie. They're a bunch of liars, and they're a bunch of crooks and a, and a bunch of cheats. It's like, why are you afraid of an internet ministry? Uh, <laughs> why are you afraid of an internet ministry? What is wrong with these people? They're so insecure. Um, well, the, the one guy that, the one guy, uh, he was um, Jimmy Swagger's son, and, and I know that it was him because I kind of caught him in the act because it was leading back to his, it, whatever it was, was leading back to his website or his yeah, yeah. Uh, iTunes. And the guy yeah. was trying to take me out. And I don't know if he's if they were posing as a, a lady who got onto one of my groups and tried to take it out. And yeah. then, like, the, the you, Facebook could give you 14 days to take, you know, to respond to somebody's trying to, you know. So now I, I go to... Uh, before I make somebody a um, a, um, a monitor, whatever you want to call them, or a, 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 a leader on my group, I, I kind of go to their site or to their page and see what, what they got hung up on their board. Yeah, you and, have Yeah, so you won't get taken out. And, they, you know, I believe that they, they are, you know, there to um, catch things before they get bigger. So if you're trying to expose somebody, Paula White will come and take you out before you become a total threat. And and well, I and she I, tried, but she couldn't. Yeah. She did, but I, she took they had her and Mike Murdoch had one of my channels shut down on YouTube, but um 
I didn't fight it. I just put up a new channel. So yeah, yeah. And I put I I uh, I put the uh, material back up. Back up, used, yeah. And I used my own pictures. I had a friend, thank God, that lived in Lakeland, and she went and took pictures for me. <laughs> and wow. uh, I had another friend that had a had an even better picture of Mike Murdoch. Oh yeah, Mike Murdoch. Uh, <laughs> His big deal with me was I had one picture of him on a video I did of Mike Murdoch's scam, yeah. uh, Pimps in the Pulpit. I guess he didn't like that. So um, I had one picture of him. Uh, I mean, he's a public figure. His picture is out there. And so, yeah, yeah he he was screaming that I used his picture. So oh, I didn't know anyway, I got a better picture. I got a better picture of him. <laughs> Uh, from someone else that had a picture, so. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know they. That's funny because I didn't think pictures were counted on copyright infringement. Well, I'm sure it wasn't. It's just that that's that's uh, the excuse he used to uh, file a complaint yeah. on YouTube against my channel. It's like, why yeah. are you afraid? He's not afraid of the guy that wrote a book about him. Yeah. Uh, because the guy's got some. Uh, Got something that, uh, and I mean the the guy robbed his house, and he <laughs> never filed charges against him. So I mean, there's a reason why he didn't file charges against him. He robbed him. Well, well, I know that there are politicians who keep their mouth shut because the, the secret societies have something on them, and maybe it's just they he knows something that he can. <laughs> really bring this guy down. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, the thing is, nobody has to really uh, do too much to expose uh, Mike Murdoch for being a miracle yeah. seller. He's a miracle seller. So yeah. why? It's no secret. All you have <laughs> to do is turn on uh, the television, and you'll see him. Uh, he's almost everywhere. You'll see him at least once a day. Uh, on some so-called Christian television network uh, selling a miracle to you for $1,000. So it's no secret. Uh, well, you know, that's we're not, not fair. You're exposing was, yourself. They, so we're, they we're we don't even have to expose you. You're exposing yourself. Paula White said it was $52.52 because I picked that number. So, so yeah, because sure. the first... For Isaiah 52. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. What? Well, I, I look, you know, the Bible says in uh, in Revelation 2.20, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, against because thee. Yeah. thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, Jezebel. Yeah. which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. So, Look, that it's another thing like Paula White. Okay, we don't we don't have to spend too much time exposing her anymore. Just go and look at the the picture of her at the Trumpet Awards, I hanging know, right? out of her dress. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then you know the uh, miracle selling uh, the fifty two dollar and twelve cent blessing. Uh, that you have to pay God off. Somehow you have to bribe the God of the universe 
to do something for you. Well, some of them say you you gotta you tell God this and He has to do it. He has oh yeah, to. God has to do it. Yeah, God obeys us. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and just throw him some money. Just throw him some money, and then he really obeys. Yeah, because well, I want to a safe right search these for. people? Could you please tell me? Now, what is wrong with the with people that call themselves Christians and they go to church and they believe this stuff and they're yeah, born I, again? I went Come to on. a faith church before when he told me that you know we Christ, and I thought he said we of Christ, you know we belong to Christ. Yeah. We, I mean, we literally are Christ. Yeah, little and I, and I, yeah. And I thought about that, and I said many, you know, thought about Matthew twenty four. Many shall come in my name, saying, "I am Christ." You know, or at least, at least, if you want to translate that, you know, you know, some people are going to come and say that I am a little god, which is part of the new age uh, thinking, and yeah. that's crept into the church. Yeah. So I, 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 so I want to have, uh, you know, Carol Matriciana. She she specializes in that. Um, oh yeah, she has. Uh, she's got a wealth of information. Yeah, she, she has I, the, the, you know, some videos on the Mormons and different things she's done. She's been around for a long time, so she's yes, got... Yes, she's been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, she's got I saw her video a long time ago. Yeah, back in 93, 94. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I was, had her with Chuck Smith. She she did a video with Chuck Smith a while back. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, she's been around for a long time, so she's got a good... Um, does documentaries and yeah, and uh, so she's she's got a good ministry. She reaches a, a lot of people. So yeah, and, and you know, thank God for like I said before for God's people because God has people that really do care about the integrity of the gospel. Yeah, and that's the important thing is getting the gospel to people because we know how the gospel of Jesus Christ changed us. Yeah, amen. And how we went from our old life into a new life, and it happened as soon as we were born again, our life changed. Amen. And how the scales fall off your eyes, and you you can really see you you see how you were a sinner, how terrible you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your sin, and then how Jesus just changes you. Amen. It's Amen. a miracle. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Amen. He's, he does it. Yes, he does. We're born and, uh, again, and the old life passes again. away. And that's the important Amen. thing is to let people know that God is real. Jesus Christ loves you. Mm-hmm. And he came to the earth, and he he lived here. He didn't have to come here. Yeah. He was in heaven. He why would he have to leave heaven to come here? Oh, well, he only did it for us. Amen. And Amen. Uh, God paid the ultimate price by sending His Son to die, and uh, so we wouldn't have to die in our sins. We could receive forgiveness of our sins. Yeah. Because he left heaven. He left heaven. He had, you know. Yeah, he had everything. He was a king. King. He left heaven to come here. Yeah. And have people spit at him and trying to throw him off cliffs and and beat him up. And, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, 
that's awesome to think you live for eternity for um you know because you got two ways to go you know you either choose the narrow way or the broad way yeah and it, you know it's easy to choose the broad way and uh you know like we say earlier the christianity is not popular um and um you know i i hear all kinds of stories about you know how we should accept even from a twelve year old or fifteen year old how we should accept other religions and um and that's the deception that that's in our world today is is that when 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 all said and done and we're standing in front of God at the great white throne or the beam of judgment seat you know we're gonna we're gonna feel either we're you know praising God or we're gonna feel remorseful and and we're going to be crying for the rest of eternity and uh jesus prepared prepared uh the father prepared his son his son as a um sacrifice uh and uh, you know it's a choice you you choose you choose god jesus christ or you or you choose whatever yeah, and and that's the most that's the most intriguing story in his story. That's where you got the word history. That's the most intriguing story I have ever came. You know, I mean, I can't believe that each human being that you see at a football game or Walmart has to make that decision. That blows my mind. That everybody you see at the red light or everybody you see at your kid's baseball game, everybody that you see at your own church has to make the decision for Christ. Yeah. And the, and, and the thing that's intriguing, really intriguing to me is that he says in um, the church of late to the church of Philadelphia, uh, that you kept my word. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, but he tells the church of Laodicea, and I wish that you were hot or cold. Yeah. <laughs> So if you're hot, that means that you have to be completely full of zeal and moving. And people don't understand that, and they kind of bypass that uh, that that scripture because it becomes familiar to them, and they get so familiar with it that when they say it, you know, when they hear, "I wish that you were hot or cold, but you're lukewarm," then the hot part kind of uh, 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 kind of evades them. They they mostly focus on on the lukewarm part and the cold part. But see, hot means that that's the only acceptance he's going to take is yeah. the person who is completely sold out. And in Colossians chapter 3, it talks about set your affections on things above, not on things below. Like my kid, he likes video games, right? Okay, I, I like the Detroit Lions, even though they never win. Yeah. Um, my wife likes couponing. Yeah. But I tell my wife, I tell my family this, I say, if 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 you talk about it, you're going to do it. Like my oldest son, we're trying to get him to do something with himself, right? Yeah. So we say, okay, are you going to join the Army? Yeah, I'm going to join the Army. But he never talks about it. So that gives me the answer right there. He's not planning on joining the military. Yeah. So, Whatever you talk about, you show affection for, you're gonna, it's going to come out. Right. And if you're a Christian and you're claiming to be a Christian and you're at work and you're an undercover Christian, you know, you're, you're like a spy and no one knows you're a Christian. Yeah. I mean, it has to come out. It has to come out. It yeah, has yeah. to show itself. It has to be exposed. You have, you even have to be exposed as a Christian. In other words, you cannot contain 
the message of the cross. There's no way you can keep it to yourself. If you know that somebody's going to die and go to hell next to you on the bus, I always open my mouth. I'm always, and, and sometimes I wait for the Holy Spirit to say, okay, feel right now. And sometimes there's no perfect time. And I can tell when the Holy Spirit says, you should have held up just a little bit longer because there's somebody else I want to talk, you to talk to right next to you on the bus. And, 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 and I, I understand that if you, if you love Christ, it's going to show. It's going yeah. to come out. It yeah. has to come out. It has and to come out. And, and that's the new Christianity. You know, I, I'm gonna keep. I don't. I don't think we need to. I don't think we we should care if if somebody's going to hell. Um, but um, it doesn't matter. I can't tell that person that Muslim that he. You know. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah, don't tell him. No, don't tell him. No. Yeah. I I don't know what they do with the scripture where it says how will they hear without a preacher? That because we're supposed to preach the gospel. We are supposed to open our mouth yeah. and preach the gospel. That's what and we're preach supposed the gospel. to do. That's why vibrations come from sound, or sound comes from vibrations. If there's nothing coming out your mouth, no one's going to hear the gospel. No. And if, you, if you're sitting up there trying to appease, and I call it appeasement, because I was like I was watching a documentary on the Kennedys, and their father was an appeaser, and, and the brothers, and, and John Kennedy and, and Robert Kennedy was worried about them calling them appeasers. And appeasers, if anybody don't know out there, appeasement means that you 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 sort of like sway towards the enemy rather than your own country. You you rather compromise and, and and make concessions for the enemy, and and that's exactly what's going on now. Some the church world, the people in the church are appeasing. They making compromise. They go to work and they yeah. and they and they compromise. You know, I I have these kids come up to me when I work at and try to tell me nasty jokes, and I look at them like, and I feel bad that I look at them like that. I don't look at them with judgment. I'm just like, really, you know. Yeah. You know I'm a Christian. Why are you testing me? Or, yeah. I, or, or I look at them like, you know, I, you might not like me after I look at you like that. And and so, surely be, some of the kids will say, well, I don't like Phil because he don't laugh at my jokes. You know, they don't say it out, out loud. But I'm not gonna laugh at any jokes. I mean, I'm always I'm always sort of walking on eggshells when I'm around these kids, making sure I don't respond. And I was like that in the army. Yeah. Make sure somebody doesn't tell a joke where I have to I bust out laughing and I didn't really mean to yeah, because I don't yeah. want to give them I don't want to give them any you know leeway. Yeah. And we and when we go to work in our place of business and and we we're we're you know we're with our family members that who we who we haven't seen for a while, it's best to not trip them up. You know, you know. Well, let me drink a beer in front of him. You know, and, and, and you shouldn't be drinking anyway. But you know, yeah. let me do. The, let me let me do this or let me do that. You know, and then they're gonna look at you and say, "I thought your husband was a Christian." You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't want that to happen. So, and, that, yeah. and that's a big. That's a big thing that's happening in the world today is compromise. Yeah, well, that's true because these these kids are watching your life, and yeah. uh, they're watching your testimony. And they need Jesus. They're in trouble, so they need somebody to witness to them. Amen. And uh, of course, we know we all we're not perfect. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, when we're out 
like you said, doing your job there and you're with those kids and you try your best to be a good testimony to them. Amen. Because that, that's the only hope they have. What other hope do they have besides Jesus Christ? They don't have, there's no hope outside of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You just you you you'd wind up living some kind of a messed up stupid life, uh, killing yourself with drugs or alcohol or uh-huh. uh, adultery. Uh, like we said, all the money in the world, and we and we see it today. We see these people that they have millions of dollars. They're not happy. They're addicted to crack cocaine. They're addicted yeah. to alcohol. They're addicted to sex. They're they have all these problems. They can't keep their family together. They, uh, some of them can't keep their finances together. We've seen people uh, like Mike Tyson. He had uh, $300 million, I think, he made, and he, he wound up homeless. Oh, wow. Uh, now he's saying that uh, he's going to die because he's addicted to alcohol, and if he doesn't get some help, he's going to die. So I'm I'm like, okay, well, Mike, Jesus is there to help you. Amen. If you want help, Jesus Christ can help you. Yeah. And so I'm praying somebody gets to him. I'm yeah. sure he's heard the gospel, but there is hope. There is hope yeah. for the uh, for some of these people that their lives are so messed up. They've had incredible fame and incredible fortune, and yeah. yet they wind up on the heap because uh it's like a friend of mine said the other day, well, yeah, the devil will give you fame and he'll mm-hmm. give you fortune, but then mm-hmm. he's going to take it away from you because he's a cruel yeah. taskmaster. So it doesn't pay to serve the devil because he's going to hurt you in the end. You're going to yeah. get hurt. Yes. When he's done with you, he's he's done with you. It's throw you away. And you yeah. wind up, like you said, uh, some of these people wind up sleeping behind dumpsters, homeless, and they had millions of dollars at one time. And they were sleeping yeah, in their you, car. Or you go like the guy from Glee. You go somewhere into an apartment, a uh, hotel, and you don't come out. No, you don't come out. You know, you know so. So, no, amazing. God, Jesus Christ doesn't, he's not a cruel uh, Lord. He's not a, 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 won't treat you like that. He won't toss you aside. Amen. Uh he will love you and uh, help you no matter what you're going through. Jesus Christ can help. And Amen. God's love is real. We, we've seen the love of God. We know that Jesus came and he lived in Israel and uh, he went to Egypt when he was a baby. So, uh, wow, Jesus was in Egypt. That's some sort of history. There's so much history uh, behind this whole situation, all these things that are going on now yes, in the is. Middle yes. East that we're going yes, to be watching for the next uh, few days with interest to see yeah. what happens. But and even if it doesn't anything happen, right? You know, the couple of days is bound to happen within the next you know couple of years or couple. Oh, of months we know or... something's going to happen. Yeah, yeah we know Amen. something's going to happen. It's just like. Well, the thing is, everything's happening so fast because we're seeing the decline of the church uh, right before our eyes and and making a public spectacle of themselves for the most part. These people, especially the the television preachers, uh, how far down they've gone uh, 
Yeah, and exactly. uh, so we're seeing where, where Jesus said that even the elect could be deceived. Yes, the great amen. falling away. So we're seeing yeah. that, and it's happening yeah. so fast. You can't believe how fast it's happening. Amen. Yeah. And I'm going to have a lady on in the, in the, in two weeks, talking about uh, her pastor suing her because she put up a blog on the internet, and they sued oh. the pastor sued her for five hundred thousand dollars for defamation. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Can you man. imagine? What is wrong with these people? <laughs> I, I, well, I don't know what uh, they would do if they had to face real persecution. Real yeah. persecution, like somebody coming and, and stretching your body on a rack, which they used to do years ago to Christians. Oh, yes, they did, yeah. They used to burn them to the lions. Too. The Colosseum was a real place where they went to watch Christians get eaten by lions. That was uh-huh. an entertainment, a form of entertainment. I don't yeah. know what they would have done then. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, they'd probably be running the opposite direction if they can. I'm not a Christian. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take the mark. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> want like any a... persecution. No, I, if somebody if somebody says a bad thing about me on the internet, I'm being persecuted. It's like, oh yeah. please, grow up. I'll take the mark. I'll take my yeah. thief in the mark. I'll take the mark. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what. That's where it's headed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you were yeah. talking about the tattoos. Yeah, it's getting people used yeah. to tattooing themselves. It's not going to be any big deal for them to take the mark. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Susan, so much yeah, for coming on. Yeah, um, so thanks so much. Yeah, I look forward to having you on sometime in October if you can come on. Okay, yeah. 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 Just let me know. Yes, ma'am. And uh, we'll get back together again. So, all right. Okay. God bless you, right. Phil. And also, and also, I was thinking about having um, uh, Brenda and Chris and you and myself. Oh, yeah, a, that would uh, be great. Of, yeah. Yeah, sometime the in di- October. The dynamic uh, foursome. Yeah, that yeah. that's a great. I'm so glad that we all met. You know. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Good, good sisters, Brenda and Johnson yes, and Christine yes, and Mark. And I was also going to have um, um, brother from church, um, church folks to come back. Home. Oh yeah, TJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't had him. Lesson, yeah. Yes, indeed. All right, okay, then, Phil. So thank we'll you. be talking, okay? Yes, ma'am. God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was Susan Fusio from Prophetic News. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back um, to close the show. I'll be right back if I can. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. 
This is David Robertson inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture at American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think one once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. America's habit forming. Status habit forming. Use the truth carefully. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's A-N. Okay, so I'm back to close the show. Um, so... We're going to already have the shows posted for uh, guests that's coming on, and um, we're going to actually play the sh- actual show again on that, 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 that Sunday. So this show will be played on the following Sunday. Um, be sure to check out my website at Um and, and, and go to our blog and, or org. And that will be our blog. And check out the news uh, and what's going on. And we hope to keep that updated uh, on a consistent basis. And um, and also continue to watch our schedule. Uh, We're going to uh, have um, really great guests come on in the the next couple of weeks. Uh, So make sure you follow up and and stay uh, um, on our uh, page, and you'll know. Get ready to come on. into the zone for the next six so, minutes. Uh, God bless you. Your journey will begin in three. I think I pushed the wrong button. But anyway, uh, so God bless y'all, and y'all have a wonderful night, and we will come back to y'all in a couple of days. God bless. I need a I don't even think I'm going to be able to do our intro because I can't find it. <laughs> but anyway, see y'all later. God bless. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on the Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.